Hello everyone. Welcome to the 14th episode of the Masona podcast. Albie has called Thomas. Anyways, aren't you happy? I mean, Thomas is a runner and everything now. I'm so happy. So now we'll see what exactly Albie wants with Thomas. Let's begin with chapter 27 then. For the second time that day, Thomas was shocked into silence. So, Thomas was shocked into silence. The first time that day, when when Minho nominated Thomas to become the keeper of Thanos, that time Thomas was shocked into silence, and this is the second time Thomas is shocked into silence. Andy, well, come on, Newt said to Thomas as he grabbed his arm. No way, I'm not going with you. Thomas followed him with Chuck right behind. As they left the council room and went down the hall toward a narrow, spiraling staircase that he hadn't noticed before, Newt took the first step, then gave Chuck a cold glare. "You stay." For once, Chuck simply nodded and said nothing. Thomas figured that something about Albie's behavior had the kid's nerves on edge. "Light enough," Thomas said to Chuck as Newt headed up the staircase. "We just elected me a runner, so you are buddies with a stud now." He was trying to make a joke, trying to deny that he was terrified to see Albie. What if he made accusations like Ben had, or worse? Yeah, right. Chuck whispered, staring at the wooden steps in a daze. With a stretch, Thomas began climbing the stairs. Sweat slicked his palms, and he felt a drop trickle down his temple. He did not want to go up there. Newt, all grim and solemn, was waiting for Thomas at the top of the stairwell. They stood at the opposite end. They stood at the opposite end of the long, dark hallway from the usual staircase, the one Thomas had climbed on his very first day to see Ben. The memory made him queasy. He hoped Albie was completely healed from the ordeal, so he didn't have to witness something like that again—the sickly skin, veins, the thrashing. But he expected the worst and braced himself. He followed Newt to the second door on the right and watched as the older boy knocked lightly. A moan sounded in reply. He followed Newt to the second door on the right and watched as the older boy knocked lightly. A moan sounded in reply. Newt pushed open the door. The slight creak once again reminding Thomas of some vague childhood memory of haunted house movies. There it was again, the smallest glimpse at his past. He could remember movies, but not the actors' faces or with whom he had watched them. He could remember theaters, but not what any specific one looked like. It was impossible to explain how that felt, even to himself. Newt had stepped into the room and was motioning for Thomas to follow. As he entered, he prepared himself for the horror that might await. But when his eyes lifted, all he saw was a very weak-looking teenage boy lying in his bed, eyes closed. Is he asleep? Thomas whispered, trying to avoid the real question that had popped in his mind. He's not dead, is he? I don't know. Newt said quietly. He walked over and sat in the wooden chair next to the bed. Thomas took a seat on the other side. Albie, Newt whispered, then more loudly. Albie, Chuck said you wanted to talk to Tommy. Albie's eyes fluttered open, bloodshot orbs that glistened in the light. He looked at Newt. Then across at Thomas, with a groan, he shifted in the bed and sat up. 
his back against the headboard. Yeah, he muttered, a scratchy croak. Chuck said you were thrashing around, acting like a loony. Newt leaned forward. What's wrong? You still sick? Albie's next words came out in a beast, as if every one of them would take a week off his life. Everything's gonna change. The girl, Thomas, I saw them. His eyelids flickered close, then opened again. He sank back to a flat position on the bed, stared at the ceiling. Don't feel so good. What do you mean you saw? Newt began. I wanted Thomas, Albie yelled with a sudden burst of energy that Thomas would have thought impossible a few seconds earlier. I didn't ask for you, Newt. Thomas, I asked for freaking Thomas. Newt looked up, questioned Thomas with a raising of his eyebrows. Thomas rushed, feeling sicker by the second. What did Albie want him for? Fine, yeah, grouchy shock, Newt said. He's right here. Talk to him. Lee, Albie said, his eyes closed, his breathing heavy. No way, I wanna hear. Newt. A pause. Lee. Now. Thomas felt incredibly awkward, worried about what Newt was thinking and dreading what Albie wanted to say to him. But Newt protested, Out! Albie sat up as he yelled, his voice cracking with the strain of it. He scooted himself back to lean against the headboard again. Get out! Newt's face sank in obvious hurt. Thomas was surprised to see no anger there. Then, after a long, tense moment, Newt stood from his chair and walked over to the door, opened it. He's really going to leave, Thomas thought. Don't expect me to kiss your butt when you come saying sorry, he said, then stepped into the hallway. Close the door, Albie shouted one final insult. Newt obeyed, slamming it shut. Thomas's heart rate quickened. He was now alone with a guy who had had a fat temper before getting attacked by a griever and going through the changing. He hoped Abby would say what he wanted and be done with it. A long pause stretched into several minutes and Thomas's hands shook with fear. I know who you are, Alby said finally, breaking the silence. Thomas couldn't find words to reply. He tried. Nothing came out but an incoherent mumble. He was utterly confused and scared. I know who you are, Albie repeated slowly. Seen it. Seen everything. Where we came from. Who you are. Who the girl is. I remember the flare. The flare. Thomas forced himself to talk. I don't know what you're talking about. What did you see? I'd love to know who I am. It ain't pretty. Albie answered for the first time since Newt had left. Albie looked up, straight at Thomas. His eyes were deep pockets of sorrow, sunk and dark. It's horrible, you know. Why would those shocks want us to remember? Why can't we just live here and be happy? Albie? Thomas wished he could take a peek in the boy's mind and see what he had seen. Changing, he pressed. What happened? What came back? You're not making sense. You... Albie started, then suddenly grabbed his own throat, making gurgly, choking sounds. His legs kicked out, and he rolled onto his side, thrashing back and forth as if someone else were trying to strangle him. His tongue stuck out of his mouth. He bit it over and over. Thomas stood up, quickly, stumbled backward, horrified. Albie struggled as if he was having a seizure. 
his legs kicking in every direction. The dark skin of his face, which had been oddly pale just a minute earlier, had turned purple. His eyes rolled up so far in their sockets they looked like glowing white marbles. Albie! Thomas yelled, not daring to reach down and grab him. Newt! He screamed, cupping his hands over his mouth. Newt, get in here! The door was flung open before he finished his last sentence. Newt ran to Albie and grabbed him by the shoulders, pushing with his whole body to pin the convulsing boy to the bed. Grab his legs! Thomas moved forward, but Albie's legs kicked and flailed out, making it impossible to get any closer. His foot hit Thomas in the jaw. A lance of pain shot through his whole skull. He stumbled backward again, rubbing the sore spot. Just bloody do it, Newt yelled. Thomas steeled himself, then jumped on top of Albie's body, grabbing both legs and pinning them to the bed. He wrapped his arms around the boy's thighs and squeezed, while Newt put a knee on one of Albie's shoulders, then grabbed at Albie's hands, still clasped around his own neck in a chokehold. Let go, Newt yelled as he talked. You are bloody killing yourself. Thomas could see the muscles in Newt's arms flexing. Danes popping out as he pulled at Albie's hands until finally, inch by inch, he was able to pry them away. He pushed them tightly against the struggling boy's chest. Albie's whole body choked a couple of times, his midsection thrusting up and away from the bed. Then slowly, he calmed and a few seconds later he lay still, his breath heaving, his eyes glazed over. Thomas held firm to Albie's legs afraid to move and set the boy off again. Newt waited a full minute before he slowly let go of Albie's hands. Then another minute before he pulled his knee back and stood up. Thomas took that as his cue to do the same, hoping the ordeal had truly ended. Albie looked up, eyes droopy, as if he was on the edge of sleeping into a deep sleep. I'm sorry, Newt, he whispered. Don't, don't know what happened. It was like... Something was controlling my body. I'm sorry. Thomas took a deep breath, sure he would never experience something so disturbing and uncomfortable again. He hoped. Sorry is nothing, Newt replied. You were trying to bloody kill yourself. Was it me? I swear. I'll be murmured. Newt threw his hands up. What do you mean it wasn't you? He asked. I don't know. It, it wasn't me. Albie looked just as confused as Thomas felt. But... Newt seemed to think it wasn't worth trying to figure out, at least at the moment. He grabbed the blankets that had fallen off the bed in Albie's struggle and pulled them atop the sick boy. Get your butt to sleep and we'll talk about it later. He patted him on the head, then added, You're messed up, Shank. At least at the moment. He grabbed the blankets that had fallen off the bed in Albie's struggle and pulled them atop the sick boy. Get your butt to sleep, and we will talk about it later. He patted him on the head, then added, You are messed up, Shank. But Albie was already drifting off, nodding slightly as his eyes closed. Newt caught Thomas's gaze and gestured for the door. Thomas had no problem leaving that crazy house. He followed Newt out and into the hall. Then, just as he stepped through the doorway, Albie mumbled something from his bed. Both boys stopped in their tracks. What? Newt asked. Albie opened his eyes for a brief moment, then repeated what he'd said a little more loudly. Be careful with the girl. And his eyes slid shut. There it was again, the girl. Somehow, things always led back to the girl. 
He would give Thomas a questioning look, but Thomas could only return it with a stretch. He had no idea what was going on. Let's go, Newt whispered. And Newt, I'll be called again from the bed, not bothering to open his eyes. Yeah? Protect the maps. I'll be rolled over his back telling them he'd finally finished speaking. Thomas didn't think that sounded very good. Not good at all. He and Newt left the room and softly closed the door. That's all for today. I don't know what Albie's advice was, you know, about protect the maps. What was that about? And what did Albie mean by the flare? Also, if Albie wasn't trying to kill himself, then who was? Like, Albie said it was someone else. Think about it, you know. Bye till next Sunday.